And welcome to Rayim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you are joining me today. Yes, today is a live show. If you're listening to me today on October 26, 2017, is that when you're listening to me? Well, if you're listening to me today, 2026, 2017, so happy you're joining me for a live show. Today's show, Mirza Hashem. Shem Hashem Nasev and Atzliach. Thank you for joining me. Um, today we're going to be doing some very, very interesting things, and we're going to be discussing a whole array of topics. Can I ask you a question? Do you, do you like chalent? And the reason I ask, like, why am I asking if you like chalent? Because today's class is going to be a chalent. I, I, I'm Baruch Hashem. Very busy these days. Baruch Hashem. All sorts of things. Dealing with all sorts of couples and issues, whatever it is. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Kitov Kilalam Chazdo. By the way, I also want to mention to you, I'm really seeing a lot of Yeshua's and Nechamas these days. Um, some of the couples that I'm working with, and I just want to explain to you, I am not like sitting here and telling you this is me. I am Baruch Hashem in a situation where I was put as a shliach to help couples and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is helping them. And I will tell you that when I say HaKadosh Baruch Hu is helping them, I mean they are putting a lot of hishtadlus in their marriage. A lot of hishtadlus in the marriage. Cases, I have cases where, obviously I'm not going to give you even close to details, but I will tell you that there are cases that, several cases, that um, when Hashem sent them to me, it seemed like this is not even, it's not a gay, as they say. It's not happening. This marriage has been toxic for so long. But several cases where I see the couples are deciding that they are going to do what's right. And as they're doing what's right, what's happening is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really helping them. And that's really what it is. Hashem is helping them. And it's amazing to see. It really is amazing to see. Um, why am I sharing this with you? Because there are so many couples I know who listen to me who don't necessarily go for counseling but really need it or don't necessarily um, think there's hope in their marriage. But I'm telling you, there's always hope. There's always hope. Yes, sometimes it requires radical change, but there's always hope. Okay, today, why am I talking about challenge? Because today's show is going to be a challenge. And it's funny because I talk about challenge. I actually discovered a really nice, or I should say, not just nice, but delicious uh, challenge that they sell. Those of you who live in Flatbush, this is not an ad, by the way. And I want to talk to you about these ads, stuff, whatever. Well, I have a very important message for you at the end of today's show. And today's show might end early because I'm in a little rush. But in any case, um, yeah, there's a place uh, on Avenue M. It's called Taste of Israel. And every Thursday and Friday they sell challenge. I want to tell you, those of you who are into challenge, and, you know, I, I don't know, my Thursday crowd, you know, I've been told is more is more ladies than men. So maybe I guess if you're listening to me on Monday, well, I guess for the next Thursday, right, they have some unreal challenge, really unreal challenge. I will tell you, it's quite spicy, but it's it's not, not but if you like spicy challenge or even it's not, I can't say it's hot. It's definitely got a Moroccan twist to it. Delicious, delicious challenge. Definitely uh, go there and check it out. Yes, yes. They didn't actually tell me to do this. I'm just, I have gone there and I've tasted their challenge and I enjoyed it. So I'm sharing it with my audience today. We <coughs> today are going to choose topics not necessarily in a structured order, which I usually do. 
I, you know, it's gotten Baruch Hashem very busy, and you know we have to put priorities. I am not blineder, blineder. I'm not letting go of the show, meaning because I know it's helping a lot of people. But however, I also know, and this I want to discuss with you, this at the end of the show. I also know that due to the connectivity issues, um. J-Root has lost a lot of listeners, not because J-Root is not as awesome as it has ever been, but because people are not hearing it on so many different types of broadcasts. We're going to talk about it then. So now you're listening to me on the app, on the phone, online. That's great. We're going to make it, Be'ez Hashem, Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach, we're going to make it much more accessible. Different ideas, and I want to talk to you about something at the end of the show. But today... Um, what I was able to prepare is a challenge. Is a challenge. I'll be honest with you. So it's like either you don't do, either you don't do the show, or you do one which is not necessarily structured. But you pick bits and pieces, and I have different thoughts. I have different notes that I constantly take when I work with couples, when I think about marriage, when I analyze marriage, and I take notes. And today, what I'm going to do is, and I'm sort of sort of going to give you the raw version. That's what I'm going to do. Raw version means it's not structured in a in a uh, in a comprehensive, systemic way. It's just some very important issues. And I just ju- I want to jump right into it, okay? I want to jump right into it. Some notes that I've taken, and again, a lot of stuff that I see. Okay. You know, if you've been listening to my shows, you've hopefully, and I say hopefully, have not just listened, but actually have applied it in your life. Taken the skills and tools that I speak about and integrate it into your marriage. That's the point of the show, right? That you listen to me and then you take all the information and try doing the stuff in your house. And there's one very, very piece of marriage, right? Which I call um, negotiation. And, you know, negotiation, what negotiation really is, is... Trying to express to your spouse something that just didn't work for you. It just didn't work for you. It didn't work for you generally because you felt uncared for, unloved, hurt, etc. So you want to express your feelings, really. That's really what you want to do. You want to express your feelings. And number two, or or something behavioral. Something behavioral means that just a matter of putting a little more salt into the soup or it's just a matter of uh, being home on time for the kids or just a matter of not leaving the socks on the floor. It's just something behavioral that it, it's, you become aggravated, right? We talk about uh, the pirates, right? It's a pet peeve, an insult, a request, you're not getting enough attention, a Torah issue, whatever it is, an expectation. And... Either you're not getting something from your spouse or something happened that you felt hurt by your spouse. And we discussed, you know, different, not different, a methodology to the madness on how for you to negotiate. Now, if you started implementing my skills and tools, then you're going to see that, and like we spoke about last week, that sometimes you have to drive defensively because sometimes you're doing the right thing and your spouse just isn't. So you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do as a perfect spouse. You're not attacking. You're not criticizing. You're not screaming at your spouse. But instead, you're negotiating. And you don't do it in front of the kids. And you find the right time. 
and you ask your spouse to come maybe to the bedroom so we could discuss it privately. And let's say for argument's sake, what happened was your spouse insulted you, say in front of the kids on the Shabbos table. And instead of like handling it on the Shabbos table, which unfortunately married couples do, and intoxicate not only their marriage, but their, ch- but their children's emotional development. What you do, what you do is as follows. What you do instead is you call your husband, let's say, and say, can we discuss something in the room? Or you call your wife, say, can we discuss something in the room, please? And you wait, you wait. You give it time, you know, you give it time. You're not as angry as you were the first second it happened. You try to let it go, but it's been happening over and over and over again. And you know that this, you, you know, you're not going to be able to take it. It just won't work. So you call your husband, you call your wife into the room, and you're not criticizing. You do exactly what the Greenfield says. Meaning, I know that sometimes you don't agree with me and everybody's entitled to their opinion, but when you said to me that I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, when it comes to shaitals, that was a little hurtful. That's it. That's it. Very simple. When you said to me, I don't know what I'm talking about. That was a little bit hurtful. You didn't attack. You didn't criticize. You simply shared your feelings. And that's really the perfect way of doing sharing my feelings. And by the way, negotiation doesn't always work. It, it, it could be a recipe for disaster many times. I would say even stay away from it. If you can be mavata, be mavata, because you're going to be walking a minefield. But you have to do it. Why do you have to do it? Either because, like I say, it's happening again and again and again, and it's got to stop because you won't be able to handle it anymore. Or, and truly, truly, it's going to happen again and again. Or number two is an atom bomb. It's like a really, really bad insult. Okay, fine. You're not, you're not, you're not going to get over it. I mean, you try to ready for an hour and you're seething. You're seething. You, you know, you know what you're going to do to your husband and what you're going to do to your wife do something bad to them but just you won't be able to to live normally with them so that's what you say to them you say you know I understand that sometimes we don't agree with each other and maybe you didn't mean it but it was very hurtful when you said in front of the kids I don't know what I'm talking about with shaitos I have no idea I'm just like you know like what do I know that type of thing it hurt me whatever and it keeps on happening again let's say that's what I'm saying alright and now you say this to your husband let's say okay and your husband says to you, really? Well, you were attacking me. Like, what are you talking about? You were attacking me. You were telling me, I don't know what I'm talking about. You were telling me that, that, that I'm a man and men don't know about shaitals and I have no business talking about it. So he starts attacking you. So here you are. And gentlemen, I'm talking to you as well. Here you are. You're trying to negotiate in the right way. And what's happening is you're getting attacked. Like you're doing everything Rabbi Greenfield always says, but you're getting attacked. It doesn't make sense, but you're doing it the right way. So this is like, he's really being nasty. It's really, really not nice. She's really being nasty. She's really not being nice. What do you do at that point? You just let it go? Like, what do you do? Well, yes, the best thing is to let it go. But what if you, what if you can't let it go because you tried already once or twice or, or you just feel like you're being attacked here? Like, what's going on? At that point, ladies and gentlemen, you are within your right to say, and I'm saying at this point, I'm not saying when you come upstairs and say, how dare you say that to me, you disgusting animal. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're speaking to your spouse with respect, even though he doesn't deserve respect, even though she doesn't deserve respect, but you're speaking to your spouse with the utmost respect right now, the utmost respect, and you're telling them, you know, you probably didn't mean it, but you really hurt my feelings when you say, I don't know what I'm talking about. 
And even though, like you're working so hard, by the way, because even though you're thinking in your mind you did mean it, but your mom is like really, really working hard in your marriage over here. And then he attacks you and says to you, well, you started that. What do you do with that? Like, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? So I'm going to tell you what you do with that. What you do with that at that point in the negotiation process, you say to him, I know you don't mean it, but I'm really feeling attacked right now. But what do you mean? I know you don't mean it, but I'm really feeling attacked. I'm coming here. I want to communicate to you. If you have an issue, we could discuss it in a second. But, but I, 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 I feel like I'm being attacked. And it's important to say that. It really is important to say that. Because it's important for your spouse to understand and to know that you're trying to do the right thing. That's why it's really so important for both spouses to hear this show. But sometimes you can't get your spouse to hear this show. It just doesn't happen. And hopefully Mr. Channel will come out with a workshop, audio workshop. There will be pieces for men. There will be pieces for women. And your husband will hear the, the, these these skills and tools. Your wife will hear these skills and tools. But but you're trying to com- you communicate right with your spouse, and they're attacking you. Like in the negotiation process, what do you do? In that case, you can say, I, I know you don't mean it, but I'm really feeling attacked right now. I'm really feeling attacked. Now, I want you to listen very carefully to what's going to happen at that point. Because I'm not silly. I know good and well that what's going to happen at that point is that your husband is not necessarily going to retreat. He's not going to say, oh, okay, I'm sorry. There's chances that he's going to do that. But that's not realistic. That way could be like in a theoretical, you know, uh, textbook way. But, but this is, this is, that's, it's not. He's not necessarily going to do that. He's not. What he, he might retreat to a point where he's not going to attack you anymore. Or gentlemen, I'm talking about your wives too. And, and by the way, even though I'm, I'm like, like this, <laughs> I'm talking like I'm talking mostly to the women. This is very important for the men. Maybe even more important for the men than it is for the women. Okay. Because yes, yes, it's, Many, many times, your wives are going to feel so hurt by you coming to them and telling them that you are hurt, it's going to hurt them. And instead of it coming out in like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, I feel so horrible, I feel so horrible what I did for you, which generally doesn't happen. Don't fool yourself. It generally doesn't happen. It generally really doesn't happen where your spouse is like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It generally doesn't happen. Instead, they're going to feel so hurt that they're going to lash back at you. They're going to lash back at you. It's like you're coming over to the tiger and like, and like you know, just trying to like, I don't know, give it or something. And it's like, rah. It's like, whoa, whoa. Like I'm trying to do things right over here. Like why are you attacking me? So you have the right, gentlemen and ladies, to say to your spouse at that point, I, I really feel like I'm being attacked. After you say that, what's either going to happen is that you just repeat yourself and your spouse is going to apologize, and then you deal with their issue. That's the right way to do it. The right way to do it is, let's say, okay, let's go over this, okay? You're, you're ladies, you go over to your husband, you say to him, you know, I know we have different opinions, you probably didn't mean it, but when you said to me that, I, I don't know anything about shaitos, right? Or that you said to me that, I, you know, that, 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 you know, you're, you're like a shaitol, uh, when you t- told me I'm a shaitol apikai, shaitol amarit, that was very, very hurtful. Okay, and and then he says, "Well, you told me I'm a man. I don't know anything." You say, "Well, I, I feel like I'm being attacked right now. Why don't we deal with my issue? Then we could deal with yours. That's what should happen. Why don't we deal with my issue? And I'm just going to repeat myself. I know it wasn't your fault. I I not fault. I know that you probably didn't mean it, but it was very hurtful when you said that to me. It was really, really hurtful. Really, really hurtful. And at that point, he could say, "I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry." 
he should just let it go. But if he doesn't let it go and he says, well, I also felt uncomfortable, then you can apologize too and then it can just be over. You're not going to necessarily feel really good about this whole discussion right afterwards. But you know what you've accomplished? What you've accomplished is accountability. And the accountability is important that it shouldn't happen again because it's been happening again, again, and again, and again, and again. I don't like this whole negotiation business, by the way, I'm telling you right now. I'd rather you just be Mavater. I really rather you just be Mavater. It's just safer. It really is safer. But I'm talking about a, a time when you, you're taking the risk of walking into the minefield. That's what you're doing. You're risking going to the minefield. You go into the minefield, and this is what happens. That's what I'm saying to you. Now, the reality of it is, is that many times when you approach your husband in the nicest way, the ni- or your wife, in the nicest way, and they start criticizing you back, then you say, I feel like I'm being attacked, that they're not necessarily going to stop attacking you. They, they might just be nicer about it. Let's just go through this, okay? Let's just go through this. Now, again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the ladies here, but I really feel it's more... I have to say this again and again. It's more pertinent to the men, but I, that's how we started. And on Thursday, we have this crowd. So, okay, fine, mostly. So let, let's, let's discuss this. You go to your husband. And you say to him, listen, Moshe, I just want to tell you something. I understand you don't agree with me many times, and maybe you didn't mean it, but when you told me that I'm like an ama arts when it comes to shaitals, that was very hurtful. And then Moshe says, yeah, well, you called me a, a, a man who doesn't know anything. And then you say to him, Moshe, I feel like I'm being attacked. I'm just trying to talk to you about something right now. I, 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 again, I'm just, I, I'm, I was very hurt with what happened. At that point... Either he's going to apologize, which he should, or many times he's not. He's going to say, okay, but I, I just want to ask you a question. Like, is it nice what you did to me? Like, I, 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 I don't understand. Is it nice what you did to me? Like, I, I felt very hurt too. Okay. At this point, at this point, listen to me very carefully. At this point, be a hero. Be a hero. Be like Hashem. Rachum v'chanon, of no bounds. Be like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. At that point, you can say to him, I'm sorry for saying that to you, but I'm feeling very, very hurt about what happened here. Okay? Doesn't this sound unfair, what I'm saying to you right now? Doesn't it sound unfair? Like, he's so disgusting. Even when I come to him nicely, and I'm speaking to him nicely about what happened, and I'm telling him my, hurts, my feelings are hurt, like, I have to apologize first? Like, what's going on over here? Right? Really, what's going on over here? I'll tell you what's going on here. What's going on here is that you're being tested, the ultimate test from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whether you're going to be Mavatar in your Midos, and you're going to be Mavatar in your Midos, it's going to bring you such schosim because you're mamish being like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just letting it go. And it's so not fair what's going on because you're doing everything right and it was so hard for you to plan this. Okay, but you know what? He's not screaming at you. She's not screaming at you. Men, I'm talking to you really right now because this, this, this I've seen many more when men approach women and try to negotiate in the right way. And they say to them, listen, I know you don't mean it, but it was very hurtful for me when and you insulted with me in front of the kids. Or it was very hurtful for me when, um, when you know, I, I feel like, I know you don't mean it, but I keep on calling you and you're not picking up. Now again, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Whatever it is. And then she'll say, well, you know what? You, I can't believe you told me that. I call you all the time and you never pick up. Okay, that's true. It happens sometimes. I'm sorry, but maybe we can work it out. Meaning, if they're just punching, 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 
as long as they're not like really attacking you and they just sort of like whatever, or even if they say to you, you know, okay, from now on, I don't want you ever. Be mavater. Be mavater. Even before their mavater, be mavater. It's a very high level. I, I know, you know, I, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening to myself even here and, I, and I'm saying to myself, like, are you guys all at this level? This is a very high level that I'm asking you for. But I'm telling you that the issue will be resolved. This way the issue will be resolved because otherwise you're going to entrap yourself in a tit for tat. That's what's going to happen. And it's, well, you did this, I did this, and you did this, and I did this. And there's no winning with that. There's really no winning. There's these kids fighting. It, it doesn't make, nobody wins at the end of the day. So instead, instead, if you say to him, I feel like I'm being attacked, or if you say to her amidst the conversation, I feel like I'm being attacked, and she says to you, well, I, I really feel that in the future, I really feel in the future we shouldn't do this anymore. It's like, uh, hello, I started the conversation here. What are you talking about the future? This is really not your place. I was the one who started the conversation. I don't think you should say that. Instead, you can tell her, okay, in the future, I'm going to try not to talk like that to you. But I, I will tell you, I was very hurt by the way you spoke to me. And then she'll say to you, okay, fine, I'm sorry. Now, even the apology you're going to feel is not sincere. And here's another very big piece. A lot of couples don't understand this. They think that they're going to get this apology like from, you know, all wrapped up. All wrapped up like a, like a birthday present with, with cherries on top. That's not the way generally apologies come out in marriages because there's a lot of hurt floating around. The hurt's jumping from one spouse to the other. So that's not, if your spouse apologizes, don't like push and push. You don't, you don't really understand what you did. It doesn't sound like you mean it. You don't mean your apology. Hey, you've got them to apologize. Move on. Move on. This is marriage. This is not, a court case. This is marriage. Marriage is all about being mavater. And in this case, if your spouse apologized, move on. Move on. Now, spouse who's apologizing, after you apologize, what you should really do is you should ask your spouse, I'm sorry, are you okay? That's really the right way to apologize. I'm sorry, are you okay? But if your spouse doesn't apologize like that, if your spouse just says, okay, I'm, uh, you're right, I'm sorry, and just moves on. Do they mean it? They don't mean it. They could mean it. I want to tell you something. Nobody likes getting into fights. And I mentioned this last week, and I'm really talking to the men right now. If your wife apologizes and it's not, you don't feel like it's coming from her heart, you don't feel like she really means it, just move on. Because you know something? She's not interested in fighting with you. She's not even interested in the negotiation. She doesn't like being told her chesronos. Nobody likes being told their chesronos. So if you told her chesronos in a very politically correct way, or I should say express your feelings as opposed to telling her chesronos. But the implication was there. Let's not be stupid. The implication was there. You did it the right way, and I'm not, I'm not taking that away. It has to be done in the right way. But the whole, the whole, that whole conversation is very hurtful. It's a very hurtful conversation. Even you say, okay, you know, you didn't mean it, but I, I was very hurt. It's uncomfortable for anybody to hear that, because then you're blaming me in essence. Don't say that, obviously. And I'm telling you, do it the right way. And it's all about being mavata, being mavata how you say it, being mavata how you take it, being mavata how you apologize. And if your spouse, men, I'm talking really mostly to you, if your wife apologizes, okay, I'm sorry, move on, move on, move on. Ladies, I'm talking to you as well. I'm talking to you as well. Uh, you know, I keep on shifting from men to women and just what I see dealing with couples, etc. What I see is is the uh, 
the more common theme. But what I am telling you now is if your spouse apologizes, move on. You don't know, you don't, do you, do you really understand what you did to me? Doesn't sound like you mean it. They apologize. Move on. Move on. Definitely it's important for you ultimately to, you know, understand that after you apologize, you ask your spouse, are you okay? And generally the answer is not going to be, yes, I'm okay. Generally the answer is going to be, I'm better. I need some time. I'm a little better. And expect that too. Don't think your spouse is going to say, yeah, I'm okay. And the reason they're not okay is because even though cognitively the issue has been resolved, emotionally the issue is far from being resolved. And the reason I say it's far from being resolved is because emotions stay in the heart. Emotions don't just go away. Hit the delete button. Boom, it's over. I'm still hurt. I'm going to need a little time. That's it. And just time will do its thing. But don't just stand there and deal with it and question him and question her. Do you understand? Do you understand? Is it going to happen again? Do you hop? Do you hop? Let it go. Let it go. Move on. Move on. Okay. That's piece number one. That, that, that's the potatoes in today's challenge. Okay. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Here's another. Okay. Here's, we did the potatoes. Now, here comes some meat for the chalant. Thank you for listening today. Wow. Here's the meat for today's chalant. Gentlemen, ladies too, but gentlemen, in the relationship between you and, you and your wife, in this thing called marriage, kedushin, nisuin, this kedusha which is supposed to be in your home, your role, men, your official role, your Torah role is to be the giver in the relationship, the initiator. Clearly, you're both giving each other, but the initiator, the initial giver, the one who charges the battery is you men. And what I mean by that specifically is that your wife, gentlemen, has, I don't want to even say a longing, has a need. The need is to feel close to you. That's her need. That's why she got married to you. That's why she thinks about you. That's why she does so many things. Why? Because she wants to feel connected to you. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a very good thing. She doesn't want to feel connected to other people. She wants to feel connected to you, to her husband. And she wants to feel that her husband is there for her, cares for her, loves her, cherishes her, respects her. It's a need. That need doesn't go away. It it does not go away. It's, It's a constant need. Men, there are some men who have that need too. It's not generally it's the woman's need. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch created the woman, or I should say maybe it's part of the the, 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 the dependency, right? Part of the emotional dependency that happened in, in, in Bereshis after the chait, where the woman has the need to feel connected to her husband. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a beautiful thing, and that's what marriages are all about. The problem is, is that women can't take a break. It's not like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Take a break this week. I don't have to, I don't have to feel connected to my husband. Let's take a break. Men, you have to look at your wife, at the marriage that you're charging her battery on a daily basis. And if that charging of the battery includes spending quality time with her, having her feel cared for, cherished, listening to her, and sharing with her. This is, this is really what, what marriage, this is what marriage is all about. 
But the problem, man, what you don't understand is that you, you guys think that you could just, you know, take breaks. And it's like, okay, I was very close. We were very close. You know, we went out, we went to a restaurant, we were talking and schmoozing. And that's it. I'm putter now for the next two or three days. And, and that's the thing. Every day you, you have to f- fill your, ch- your, your wife's emotional battery. It's every, every day. And when you don't, it's going to start beeping and there's going to be frustration and low tolerance and hats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's not potatoes in the shell. That's meat. That's really meat because a husband should be filling his wife's battery on a daily basis. Now, in essence, you're really filling each other's battery, but it's the man who's supposed to be the initiator. It's the man who's like, let's go out. Let's spend some time. Let's take a walk. Let me hear about your day. And most importantly, men, is for you to be there, be present at home, not to be doing all sorts of other things. Even though I know that all the other things you're doing is so important, but what's more important than your marriage? Really, what's more important than your marriage? There's nothing more important, okay? So what I'm saying to you, and this is <laughs> this is not me talking here over here, okay? This is a little chazal. So what I'm saying to you, gentlemen, is that many times your wife has not felt connected to you for a while, and you want to negotiate. That's not the time to negotiate. First connect to your wife. Then you could start speaking about why there's milk every night. First connect to your wife. Then you could speak about why there's so many leftovers in the refrigerator. First connect to your wife. Then you could speak to her about making that phone call you've been asking her to make for so long. Whatever it is. First connect to her. Share your day with her, meaning let her talk about her day. That's number one. Number two, gentlemen, I know that you also have a need to connect. You also need someone to be able to speak to about your day. You do, you do. A lot of you are fooling yourself that you're thinking you could just do things and that will relax you. You could just, you know, read a book, um, you know, go on your computer and, 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 and read the news, this, that, the other thing. You're thinking that's enough. It's really not enough. You really do need to share your life with someone. I'm telling you, it's important, not just to escape. Because there are many things you want to talk about, you want to release. And, and, and many of you know this, but then some of you, who have gotten used to a wife who listens to you, all of a sudden you're walking with your wife and you're talking to her. And I see this with many couples and all of a sudden she's not present anymore. Your wife's not present. And it's like weird. Well, how come you're not, like I feel you're really not there for me today. Well, the reason that's happening is because you haven't connected to her, with her for several days. So here you are trying to connect and instead of listening to her, you are mandating her to listen to you. And then what's happening is you're like feeling like she's really not there for you. Well, she hasn't, she doesn't feel close to you. Doesn't feel close to you. It's hard for her to connect. She's not your mother. She's your wife. So the mother son relationship is, has its miles, has its constraints, as if to say, right? Meaning you can never sever that relationship. It's always going to be there. And I'm not I'm saying a marriage should never be severed either in a way. Uh, but, but my point of the matter is that what? My point of the matter is that your mother, no matter what, will be there for you. She'll always be there for you. As angry as she is, that thing, if all of a sudden you, you, you tell her, oh my gosh, my, I had a really horrible day, she'll be there for you. It's a certain, you know, it's, that's your mother. That's your mother. Ladies, I'm talking to you also, by the way, ladies. Your mother's always going to be there for you, as if to say. Now, some of your mothers, I mean, you don't have great relations with your mother, whatever it is. But um, in general, I'm talking about in general. But your wife, that's that's... That's a different type of relationship. You can't complete, always depend on your wife being there for you. And ladies, I hate to say this also, you can't always depend on your husband being there for you. Many times your husband is not going to be around for, 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 for good reasons, let's say. For good reasons. 
part of his parnas is to go away for a day or two. Whatever it is, and he won't be there for you. So you really ha- should have someone else that you can speak to. Of course, you have to be careful with Lashon Hara. That's not Pashat. But it's important. But I'm talking about to the men right now, that you're trying to spend quality time with your wife. I've seen this happen with couples, and they come to me and like, my wife's not interested. She's not interested because all you're doing is talking about yourself. Why don't, you, why don't you ask her how her day was? And then if you listen to her, then you can vent yourself. She's not just like a, like, like some sort of, of washboard where you could just, you know, just release all your dirt and for her to accept. That's not the way it works. This is a marriage. This is not just, it's not your, your wife is not your psychologist or therapist. She's your wife. So you have to make an ishtalis, you have to charge her battery, have her feel emotionally connected, and then you can talk about your day. Now, if you've invested in the relationship, then you can just start talking about your day because you've spent time with her this morning and this, that, the other thing. Okay, so that's that. That's like the meat of this chalant. What are you looking for? Barley and beans? Do you put barley in your chalant? Okay. <laughs> Uh, while we're talking about, and those of you who are listening to me right now, I, I keep on talking about challenge because this class is going to be a stickle challenge. It's a challenge. It's not structured and comprehensive and systemic like I usually like portraying it. This is going to be like bits and pieces from a lot of my notes because of, unfortunately, I don't, I, I, I'm very limited with, my, limited with my time, but I still want to do the show. I know how important it is. So I want to talk now about quality time and connecting. I may have mentioned this before, but I want to mention this in a quantified manner. That's as follows. Gentlemen, spending time with your wife on the phone is does not always count for quality time. Do you hear me? Spending time with her on the phone does not always count for quality time. What I really mean, what I really want to say is that that's not quality time. Quality time is not on the phone. But unfortunately, sometimes in certain situations, I'm talking about exceptional, exceptional situations, certain days of the week, whatever it is, you're not going to have that time to spend quality time with your wife every day in person. It's going to have to be on the phone. In certain situations where your schedule is just wild or this, that, the other thing. And and quality time is, (laughs) is, is the oxygen of marriage. The oxygen of marriage is quality time. That has to happen every day. So sometimes it's going to have to happen on the phone. But nonetheless, you can't, g- gentlemen, you can't check off that box, the quality time box, and say, yeah, we spent all your time. We, sp- we talked on the phone. It, it, it ain't going to work. It might work for one day. It might work for one day. But once you're talking about two, three days, and all the only quality time you have, I'm not talking about you, when you see your spouse. You might see her, hello, eat dinner with her. That's not quality time. Quality time is where you're listening to her about her day, sharing emotions, sharing positive and negative emotions, just sharing and connecting and validating and empathizing and being there, okay? On the phone doesn't always, generally does not work. It's a very big, here's a good word for you guys, it's a bidyevet, a very big bidyevet. Quality time on the phone is a very big bidyevet. And it's a very big bidyevet. And if this is what you keep on doing, you're going to see you're not connecting to your wife. So you can't like feel like, oh, I'm spending all this time with you. No, no, on the phone, it's a whole different story. So it helps, but it's not, you know, I, I I wouldn't even call it as a standard quality time. It's important sometimes. Sometimes you have no choice, but no. Okay, next. Next. Okay, so that was the beans. Here comes the barley of the of today's chant. The barley of today's chant is, I, I, I'm not gonna. This is not a class about hats, and you know anybody listening to me right now has probably heard my shows before. I speak about hats a lot: hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. 
Baruch Hashem, it's a term that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me to conceptualize when people are not acting themselves, when people are literally, 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 sometimes insane, insane, like not themselves, completely not themselves. And just you have to tell yourself, okay, my, my husband or my wife is wearing their hats right now. Either they're hungry, they're angry, they're tired, they're stressed, and they are literally not themselves. They're not themselves. Right? There are other people, and I have to ignore what's, what they're saying right now. I really have to ignore because they're clearly not being themselves as opposed to taking them seriously. A, a, a small little shtickle about hats over here today, and this is very important, and I'm talking to you who's listening to me right now because you who's listening to me right now also has your hats on. You have your hats on sometimes. You know that. You get hungry. You get angry. You get tired. You get stressed. You get sick. Okay. If you have your hats on and you feel you have your hats on, even if you feel like, yeah, I probably have my hats on right now because I'm very, very tired. Or I probably have my hats on because I'm very, very sick. I probably have my hats on just the time of the month. Whatever reason it is that you feel you have your hats on, I am telling you, you do not know how much machlokas you could prevent. I say this to couples many times. By what? By telling your spouse, telling your spouse, I, I just want to tell you, I probably have my hats on. I'm very tired. I just want to tell you, I, 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 I probably have my hats on. I'm, I'm very hungry. Or I just want to tell you, I probably have my hats on. I'm, I'm really worried about a certain bill. Or I'm sick. Whatever it is, whatever it is, I have my hats on. Time of the month, whatever it is. But to say that to your spouse, if you say to your spouse, the heads up, you say, listen, I just want to tell you, I'm just, I'm a little bit out of it right now. I know I'm, I'm not acting myself. You don't know. You don't know how much machlokas you can prevent and you don't know how much kadusha you can bring into the home. Because hats is really one of the biggest tools of the Eight Sahara. It really, really is. Hats, like, most of the machlaikasin in people's homes happens while they have their hats on. If not all of the machlaikasin. By the way, when I say this, I don't mean like in the middle of the machlokas. In the middle of the machlokas, obviously you have your hats on, you're angry. But I'm saying the beginning of it, how it all started, how the husbands come in and they're just like tigers. They're just tigers. Nothing. They're happy with nothing. They just come in, they complain. They complain about the thermostat. They complain about the dinner. They complain about the kids. They complain about the house not being clean. Just complain after complain. They don't even have to like complain. They're just implying complain. You're just complaining, 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 complaining. They got their hats on. They got their hats on. Wouldn't it make a difference if your husband comes and says to you, by the way, I'll tell you, I had a really hard day. So just, if I'm going to say something, it's just like, I'm going to try to control myself, but just whatever. Wouldn't that help if your husbands would do that? So in the same way it would help if your husbands would do that, I'm telling you it would help if you would do that. If you would do that. Ladies, I'm talking to you. And men, I'm talking to you too. If you know you have your hats on for whatever reason it is, or you have like a inkling that you have it on, let your spouse in on it. Tell them, I just want to tell you I have my hats on. You don't know how many machlekes it could prevent. Okay, so that was the beans or that was the barley? I'm not even sure. Some of you put ketchup in your challenge. We put all sorts of things in our challenge, right? I want to talk about, I want to talk about, um, a lot of these topics, by the way, we might have complete classes on them. But again, today's class is a challenge. Grogginess. Some of you get groggy. And you know, you know, when you get groggy, you know when your husband gets groggy. Don't ask your husband for certain things when he's groggy. Don't. It's really not a, not a good time. It's a very, very bad time. Gentlemen, I'm talking to you too, but you know, I'm sorry. You know, you know, I'm a straight person. I see this problem again. It could work both ways, but I see the problem more with the ladies. 
where they're asking their husbands for certain things when it's just a bad time. I see this many of the couples that were, it's the bad time. If you know your husband is grogging in the morning or he's rushed, he's running to chakras, it's really not the time to ask him about calling the Rebbe. It's not a good time. It's really not a good time to ask him about whether he applied for the uh, health insurance. It's really not a good, it's not a good time. Now I know as you're listening to me right now, you said Greenfield, my husband says this all the time, but there's never a good time. There's never a good time with him. I hear this a lot. <laughs> I hear this a lot. So I want to tell you, there are good times. There are good times. Rabbi, can you help me? Yeah, I am going to help you. First of all, Maitre Shabbos happens to be a great time. It really has to be a great time. But what's even more important is that make an appointment with him. Yes, he's very busy. Yes, you have a list of things that you want to speak to him, which are very, very practical and very, very important. Your children, your grandchildren, chasanas, bar mitzvahs, expenses, things that we have to talk about. My husband never wants to talk about this. Find the right time. If you can't find the right time, make an appointment with him. If you make an appointment with him, you're giving him the heads up, then you'll be able to speak to him. Say to him, Moshe, I know you're crazy busy. When can I speak to you about some important issues? Ask him. And he'll give you a time. If he doesn't give you a time, offer. Say, is tomorrow night a good time? I don't know. I, I don't know. Right now, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Ask him again later. I'm sorry to make you crazy. When's a good time we could talk about it? When's a good time? Give me a time. He'll give you a time and then you'll speak and then you'll have the conversation. And of course, when you're making requests, it's a whole other show. You have to know how to do it because you, you don't want to, you don't want to attack him. You don't want to attack him. You want to think of what he's going to say, especially when the request, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do it. You always want to, always want to proceed. I know how hard this is for you. Always want to tell you how, I know this, I know this is very difficult, what I'm asking you to do. I know it, but it's going to make me very happy. Those two pieces are like pivotal. So that's, that's, that's another very important piece of the, of today's challenge. The timing is so important to find the right time. Find the right time. Okay. The next thing I want to speak to you about today. The next thing I want to speak to you about today. Again, it stays a challenge. It's literally a challenge is about when you have your hats on, you know what I speak a lot about when you have your hats on, how to calm yourself down. You want to calm yourself down. You feel you're stressed. You feel you're nervous. You feel you're just worried. Worried. You know, a lot of, we're all worried. We're all, men and women are worried. But today's eight, people are worried. But I find, again, you know, you find different things. I find the ladies are much more worried than the men. I, I find it. I'm sorry to say. Maybe in your case not. Of course there are exceptions. Maybe in your marriage you're not so worried and your husband's usually worried, the worried one. But generally I see it the other way around. The women get very, very, very worried. And I think it's a normal thing. I've not, I, have, I have not done research. This is not empirical what I'm telling you right now. I'm just telling you what I see. But if you're worried, man or woman, you're worried and, and you're stressed, you got your hats on, right? Either it's, it's the last piece of the hats, the S, the stress. You're stressed. You're stressed and... Whatever reason it is, or your husband got you upset, your boss got, your mother got you upset, you're just upset, you're stressed, this and that, and it's not going to be good because you're going to get into fights, you're short-tempered, you got to calm yourself down. You're feeling yourself stressed. The kids are making you crazy, you feel overwhelmed, there's so much to do. You got to calm yourself down. You got, so I talk about the ABC, right? Give yourself time. And the second, allow yourself time. Give yourself time before you react. That's that's when you're like in an impasse and you feel hurt or attacked or criticized by your spouse. So I always say, give yourself time. Time is your best friend. But after that, I say B, which is breathe. 
and I, I never put a dugish on this uh, dugish on this particular piece of breathing. When I say breathing, I mean five breaths, slow in and out. Now, by the way, what I'm telling you right now is empirical. What I'm telling you right now is research. You could look it up if you want. You can text me that you want a link. I'll try to get you a link. But this is empirical. This 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 has been researched that breathing deeply gives you more oxygen and allows you to be a little more relaxed. It really does. But the, the way you have to breathe is as follows. It's very important for me. Again, this is this is uh, one of the beans in today's challenge. You have to breathe deeply. There have to be five deep breaths. And breathe deeply, five deep breaths. While you're breathing, you want to hold your stomach and feel your stomach going in and out while you're breathing. Very, very important. But here's here's the, the the kicker. This is like I think one of the most important pieces of breathing, and that's the meditation. You know, I, I'm afraid to use the word meditation because people think, oh, meditation gurus. Let me tell you what I mean by meditation. Meditation is in your brain, in your mind. You're saying, I gotta calm myself down. I gotta, I gotta calm down. Hashem loves me. Hashem loves me. It'll all work out. It'll all work out. It'll be fine. You'd spend a good minute, I won't tell you a minute, 60 seconds doing this, you're going to be a different person. I'm telling you, you're going to be a different person. And this stuff is research. This is not like, you know, this stuff is research. And that's, that's you know, I think that's going to be the last piece of today's challenge, the breathing, because you don't know how important it is when you breathe. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to tell you something before I go today. It's very, very important. Thank you for listening. A lot of you who are meeting on the street, who are texting me, who are contacting me, are asking, what's with Jeru? What's with Jeru? I don't hear on the air anymore. What's going on with Jeru? 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 What's going on with Jeru? Okay. I know it's very hard for you to hear Jeru right now. You were able to hear Jeru for years and years and years and years. Really, a lot of years you were able to hear it on the air. You were able to hear it on the air. Jay was not on the air anymore. There were there were a bunch of complications. Now again, you know, a lot of people think that Jay Root themselves had put themselves on the air. It wasn't like that always. In the beginning, it was like then there was problems just getting the license and this. I don't have the details. I don't care about the details. But I will tell you is that we lost a tremendous, tremendous listenership simply because we're not on the air. We want to go back on the air. Jay Root and you know Nisim is at the helm of all of this, <coughs> and the hosts us try to help him. And we're trying to get J-Root back on the air. But now, what we're trying to do right now, because this is going to answer all of your questions that you keep on asking and asking and asking and pushing and pushing and pushing. So there were different ideas. There were different ideas. So first of all, I want to tell you that J-Root is actually going to, it's going to be on the air, Mitzvah Hashem. You'll be able to hear it like you're hearing it on the app, you're hearing it on the phone, you're hearing it on the online they're going to be these Wi-Fi radios that they're going to be selling that's going to have only Jewish stations that you're going to be able to hear j on. But I want it on the air. I want it on the radio, Rebecca Greenfield. You know, the radio is so simple to it that way. Well, here's what we're trying to do. The hosts are working on this very hard. Of course, Nisim, but we're trying to get j on the back on the air. But this time, it's going to be such a bigger coverage it's going to be a much, much, much bigger coverage area. When I say bigger coverage area, I'm talking about that it's going to cover not just Brooklyn. It'll probably cover Queens. It'll probably cover Staten Island. It's going to be a tremendous coverage area. 
we're going to start Bez Hashem. It's not going to be if this thing works. It's not going to be 24-7 like it used to be on the air all the time. Jairo is always 24-7 on the app, online. But as far as in the air, it'll start with one night. We're going to start with one night in Mitz Hashem where it's going to be one night on the air. And it's going to have so much coverage. There's going to be so many more people listening. I'm talking about more people than listened to before. But we're going to need your help. And when I say we're going to need your help, here's what we're looking for. And if you can help in this, I want you to text me, honestly. I want you to text me. And I'm going to give it to the right person who's taking care of this. Here's what we're looking for. Number one, we're looking for sponsors. We're looking for sponsors for the show. If you have a company, a business, a something that you want to sponsor. And by the way, I want to tell you, I've actually spoken to some people who sponsored in the past. And I'm talking about when the radio was on, when Jay Roo was on the radio. It was unbelievable the response that they were getting. Unbelievable because so many people listened to it. So number one, we're looking for sponsors. Looking for sponsors to sponsor the spots. It's going to be very, very important to sponsor the spots. And if you're looking to sponsor spots on our upcoming radio, but not just radio, J-Root Radio, where it's on the app, it's online, it's on whatever, which is great, it's amazing. But I'm talking about on the air, where it's going to be on a station. It's going to be on a station which is going to cover not just Brooklyn it's and this part of Brooklyn, but Williamsburg. There's going to be so many people listening to it because you know how popular J-Root is. And if you want to sponsor, I want you to text me. I'm going to give you the text number in a second. But number two, we're looking for a couple, J-Ru is looking for a couple solid salesmen or saleswomen. And I, I want to say salespeople who are going to get sponsors, and you can make some really nice commission, by the way. If you believe in J-Root, because you listen to J-Root, you've gained from J-Root, from either my show, any other show, for the kids, you'd see Earps by Weinberger, other shows, we're going to be putting slowly but surely, it's going to go back on the air, but this time it's going to be unreal it's because it's going to cover so much. But we're looking for people to help us find those sponsors, those advertisers. And believe you me, once word's going to be out, Mitzvah Shem, we're going to have a lot of advertisers. But you know what? Klaus Klaus Kashis, all beginnings are hard. That's where we are right now. We're looking for next time. I, I, I can help you. No, I, I really want to help you. I think I could get you a couple of sponsors. And you'll make commission, by the way. You'll make nice commission. And the beauty about this, by the way, people don't know. They've a salesman, salesman. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. J-Root, I'd love to tell you, J-Root will give you a salary. <laughs> That's not happening. J-Root is, 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 Nisim has, I, I don't want to say what he's done to keep this place alive. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all costs. But what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to me today. Thank you for listening. Is that what? Is that we're looking for two things. Number one, sponsors of our upcoming radio show that we're going to have, besides all the shows we have on the app, we're going to have this on the air, meaning on the radio dial. And number two, we're looking for salespeople, salesmen or saleswomen who number one, want to make some nice money because you're going to get residuals as long as these, as long as the ads go on, you get residuals, which is the beauty of this and helping J Root. Text me 917-397-2841. Excuse me. 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Thank you. Have a great week.